Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson, joined, of course, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And he is in the state of Pennsylvania. I'm in the state of South Dakota, and we're so excited for today, which is current events Monday. We've got a ton of stuff to talk about. And uh, apparently there's this uh, this dude who uh, thinks he's a Christian, I don't know, and uh, is the mayor of some area of place, space and time, probably not time Are we being space. nebulous for a reason? I'm being very nebulous because I only know a few of the facts and this is really more your okay. area, so. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But also, I, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Quickly to say, no, I'll get into it, never mind. No, just keep it at that. Just keep it at that. It's suspense. It's vague, everybody. If you want to figure out what he's talking about. Keep listening. Yeah. He's not a total weirdo. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, I'm not that. Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Yes. Yes. Not completely. Not completely. Right. Yes. Just slightly self-deprecating. Not Slightly. Slightly. (laughs) Uh, So we've got that to talk about. And... um, of course, we also have uh, some discussion we're going to be doing on that topic. And then at the end, I have yet another, uh, I've been assigned for another week. I don't know how this keeps happening, but I, I keep getting assigned the theology wrap-up portion of the episode, even though time and time again, I've been reprimanded for barely making it fit. And <laughs> I don't know how this keeps happening to me, but I've been assigned yet again to wrap up this episode theologically so i will attempt to do that to the best of my ability and jacob can sit there and laugh because it just barely connects to what we're talking about that'll be fun so you know prepare yourself for that a full five minutes of straight up theology so that's today's episode super exciting uh, we hope you're drinking uh drinking uh whiskey but this time it's theology instead of whiskey (laughs) yeah it will burn but it's a good burn no (laughs) For some, for some. <laughs> I don't know. For some, for others, it's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, give me out of here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so we have a show website, trdshow.net, and we want to send all of our users there because something happened uh, to our Friday episode. That if you're following us on Instagram at the Reform Dissenters or Facebook, also at the Reform Dissenters, uh, or Gab or Getter. You'll notice that we posted about a uh, a thing that happened to our poor, unfortunate Friday episode. Yeah, YouTube did that what was, it loves to do. Go ahead. That was one of our Friday episodes. Yep, that was this previous, uh, no, previous Monday episode. My bad. I meant to say Monday. Monday episode. Thank you. Yes, talking yes. about cows. Thank you. Yes. Talking about cows. They banned us they don't... for talking about cows. They did ban us. Yep. And so that happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Were we not supposed to say that? No, we were. I was building up to it. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I broke but that's it. The, no, it's, that's fine. Hey, all I did was weave this complicated tapestry, and then you came barging in and destroyed the whole thing. I mean, that's all that happened. It's not a who's not kidding. Bruce is over there knitting a carpet, and I just yeah. ran through it. Hi, we got banned. <laughs> we got banned, right. Um, forget elaborate words. Don't go to YouTube. There we go. That's done. Go to trdshow.net instead. And very, very shortly, we're going to have our library page up and running. Woo! Where you'll be able to watch our episodes for free from our website instead of having to go to stupid places that hate free speech like YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. 
Follow us on Rumble and Gab TV, please. We beg of you. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. All right. That's done. Let's talk about what we have to do. Before we get into our current events, we do this every week. Let's talk about our verse of the week. Our verse this week is Ecclesiastes 8, 15. And it says, and I command, I'm sorry, and I commend joy. For man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful. For this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. Again, Ecclesiastes 8, verse 15. So, two, <laughs> three words in and I already messed it up. Uh, I commend joy, for man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful. This actually comes up, uh, it came up in our chapter that we're reading in Angels in the Architecture this week. Uh, so I figured, hey, let's shine some light on this verse. We're going to be talking a lot more in depth in the chapter about this, although we may not touch on that specific aspect of it. But hopefully you have the book, Angels in the Architecture by Douglas Wilson and Douglas Jones, which you'll notice is on Jacob's shelf and my shelf. Um, and you'll read this for yourself in, in chapter five. Yeah, Jake's showing it off. There it was. <laughs> um, but this is this verse is brilliant to show any Christian who is acting like a Gnostic. This is a great like fish in the face slap sort of deal where it's like we are the pietistic people who only deal in the spiritual realm. And it's very Aristotelian of them and very Gnostic like of them. Um, this is a go good, ahead. good one. It's an even jellyfish slap to the face. Oh, snap. I love it. That's awesome. Yes. It's an even jellyfish clap. Trying, trying to slap someone with a jellyfish. What, like, what are you going to hold on to? The tentacles <laughs> the that are tentacles supposed to sting you? Right. Or the big bulbous thing that's just like <laughs> beach ball. So you're hitting them with the tentacles. I, yeah. With the tentacles. Yeah. That might be more effective. Yeah. It would be. You get the whole would... squishy beach ball. Which I guess actually isn't that squishy and beach ball-y because it's, it's more like just complete. It the all water just, is what fills it, all, it up. Yeah. When you, when you grab it, it all yeah. just like... Complete mush. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this this just got gross. Okay. <laughs> uh but hey, it's fun. Jellyfish are a lot of fun. Jellyfish. Um yes, indeed. So this verse is really good to demonstrate to those sorts of people that you just want to slap in the face with an evangelifish for being evangelifishes. Uh because this is showing us that. The things of this life, the things on this earth, while we shouldn't make them an idol, are not to be hated by us. We shouldn't hate joy. We shouldn't hate food and drink and living in this world that God created for us. Now, part of this verse, too, is that for, for, nothing, uh, for man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful, for this will go with him in his toil through the days of this life. So notice in that eating, drinking being joyful, there's still toil, there's still work to be done. We did a two-part series on that. But there's also an aspect of our lives where we should be joyful. We should be eating, we should be drinking, being joyful. Um, that's why I love uh, the FLF network is literally fight, laugh, and feast. Like we're fighting, we're laughing, we're feasting. Um, feasting and laughing are not things we should hate and despise as a Christian. We're going to talk a lot more about that on Wednesday. And so. even so, fighting. Uh, the interesting thing is that, you know, you take all of them as a whole and saying fighting laughing and feasting laughing and feasting are both joyful you should be doing your fighting that way as well mm, that's a great point dude i love it yep yep do all of that joyfully yep 
And uh, yeah, with that, hey, we're done talking about our verse of the week. Let's delve into current events. Ah, hands it over to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so That's this cute. one, uh, yes, as, as Bruce was mentioning before, and I was trying to cut him off, uh, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. yeah it's fun just exercise like, we do. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just immediately starts talking. Nope. You don't get to talk. I talk now. <laughs> yeah, nope. Nope. Hand nope. in the face. Just <laughs> yeah. I get reminded of, uh, what is it? Uh, how to train your dragon toothless. Like he, no, no, no. It was the other dragon that tapped Toothless on the face, like to try and get him to stop because he was doing something. Oh, that's weird. funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. I didn't forget, see that one. Forget it. I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, uh, but this week, uh, what we're talking about—well, today we're talking about—is uh, a current events episode that is very interesting and did not expect. I had another current events article in mind and then our research team our mom came to me and was like hey you, i just heard about this you our mom, do let's this. Be honest. it's our mom yes yeah yeah uh and i was like oh wow i did not suspect that whatever happened it is the mayor of new york new york city the mayor of new york city uh in a speech and this is a speech at an interfaith breakfast, um, said that, so uh, let me just read the article because it fits in here. Mayor Adams is dead right. Kids and parents do need more faith. Um, and then I'll keep going. So well, what, I'm, you, what, Mayor I'm doing, Adams. what is that? Look at you, Mayor Adams. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's astounding. Uh, in this, I'm just going to put all of the articles out there, and then I'll discuss all of them. Take your own time. Read them. Look at them. I'll be breaking down some of, some of the events that happened. But the next article is the headline reads, New York City Mayor Eric Adams says it was a mistake to take prayer out of public schools. One wow. could say there are more mistakes with public schools than just prayer, but he's on a good good start. Good start. <laughs> he's beginning um, starting down the right path. Yeah, yeah. Next headline really says big. Yeah. Next headline says Eric Adams believes divine intervention played hand hand in making him mayor. <laughs> so this well, this last one a lot of people criticized him of. However, like okay. What he was saying is that the reason he was able to become mayor was because God allowed him to. It, oh, very okay. much. Yeah, exactly. The article just like twisted it. And, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And all okay. these people were so like. He basically is just saying, I believe in the providence of God. Right. Exactly. And, I'm and like, they're all like, oh, agree with divine that. intervention. Yeah. Right. Right. So that the only reason he was able to become a mayor is because God pushed him and was a, was allowed him to do that, you know, All right. put him right. into that position. I'm like, sure. Great. Love that. Um, yeah. He read Romans 13. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, okay. So moving on as to what happens, uh, I don't think, I do not think anyone can argue all of these statements that the new mayor is saying, sorry, I don't know. I was reading from my script, but I don't know why I said what I said there. Sorry about that. Now, <laughs> move on. Uh, you know, sometimes we write our notes early in the morning. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Why we wrote the notes we did because that was Probably like Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah, there's pre-coffee notes, and then there's post-coffee. Coffee Sometimes in the middle of the two, there's that a weird okay. chasm. That... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, continue on to my more <laughs> understood notes is, here. Is this post-coffee? We're moving um, into post-coffee territory We're moving here? into post-coffee. We are moving okay, into post-coffee, yes. <laughs> um, uh, I bring up two questions here. Is like, are we actually seeing a change? Is this an mm. actual like good direction right. for New York to be going in? Is, is New York City finally something good's happening there? Um, right. and, and is this a real change? Is this something that this person is seriously doing? Um, Mayor Adams, as these articles are saying, is publicly speaking out against the secularization of our current government schools. Um, he is claiming that taking prayer out of schools uh, pushed guns into schools. And and specifically, I don't know if he would necessarily agree with this, but I would say to kind of make this argument a little bit better is saying that it's put not only pushing guns in, it's pushing violence in. So I don't right. think I don't think it's necessarily wrong for guns to be in the school. I'm saying that yeah. they should be in there as a defense mechanism. Then you get into the whole discussion about schools. Yes, okay. Uh, yes, I do not think the public schools should be in there. However, we live in the current age where they are, so let's deal with them as they are for right now before we completely demolish them. But, um, yes, and obviously there's so much more. that and Bruce yeah. and I have spent a ton of time talking about the public schools uh, I think there was like several months that just like almost every single episode was bashing the the government schools. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Mayor Adams has not done anything necessarily in action that would show what he is saying is not just words but an actual belief. Mm. Um, however, uh, you know, so however, this first of all is a kind of a new occurrence, a new article, something new that's come up. I don't know if he's had too much opportunity to actually do something. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what comes. We'll see what, what it brings. However, like Asbury, as, as like the Asbury revival, I think we have to hope that something good would happen. However, but also... As I was saying about the Asbury Revival, I will not claim that this is a change and that this is a good thing until I actually see that. I'm still very leery, very cautious of this Yeah. Uh, in saying, I don't know if this is an actual change. I don't know if this is actually going to lead to anything. Uh, in some of the things On the one that hand, I was listening... He is uh, the mayor of New York. Mm -hmm. To become mayor, generally, gen there's exceptions, but generally you have to be elected by constituents. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people lie about those things very <laughs> frequently, especially in presidential campaigns. <clears throat> Hashtag Trump won. Uh, but, but if he was truly elected by the people of New York City, that tells you a little something about his character and about who he really is generally. Mm -hmm. And it ain't a good story that that's telling so sorry go ahead yeah yeah no yeah uh you know we have to be leery of this be cautious 
and I, I think um I think about it as um that there's so I'm currently in a church where we do have a lot of liturgy and there's there's this one one section of prayer that is um praying to God saying wherever the church is in one uh help it wherever the church is doing something good fortify it and that is that is what I like here in 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 this if he is doing something good let's fortify it let's yeah. agree with him let's go with that but until then it is still in want and so we have to help it we have to ask for god to help it and ask and and also go out and help it ourselves so until this happens we have to keep pushing uh i think something that we have to talk about is that we we have to hold his feet to the fire we have to say okay you've said this now what are you doing about it mm. okay you can't just say these statements and then leave it we have to hold his feet to the fire hey you said these statements where are you on that what's yeah. what's going on here yep um but to be honest for all we know this could be very effective gaslighting um, in him telling us that he is putting in biblical policies when he really isn't. And I think as an example of this, um, he, I, I bring up another article. This article says, um, New York City mayor on controversial vaccine mandate change for famous people. There's... The mayor recently put in a vaccine mandate. Um, and actually, I think there's already been a vaccine mandate through. But um, some things are not good. You know, like this being an example of it. Again, like I said before, if this type of stuff happens, I think we need to, again, hold his feet to the fire and say, what's happening here? What's going on? Yeah. You know, to which I move on to a broader topic. Um, here is my slow theological wrap up to lead into Boost's theological wrap. You're starting to warm up the water before you throw the yes. frogs in. Yeah. Or the frogs yeah. are in, and now you're starting to. <laughs> yeah, the frogs are in. I was. <laughs> I turned the water up maybe to low. Now I'm turning it to medium, medium low. <laughs> so then Bruce is going to. Flip it to high when he goes in. Um, on the theology scale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all are the frogs, by the way. No. <laughs> in case that wasn't clear, if this analogy is confusing you as much as it's confusing us. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think the answer to this question, to the to the question of can you be a Christian and a Democrat? So obviously. This this person, Eric Adams, is a Democrat. See, I think we could have started out. Democrat. I know why you didn't start out the episode just saying that, because it would have been over. It's like, oh, he's a Democrat. Yeah. Okay, this is yeah. weird. All right. Well, see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clearly, this isn't yeah. real, but <laughs> just another another mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you let it you let it play out, and you're like, oh, I won't say that he sold his soul quite yet. I'll save that until the end. <laughs> oh, we're already seeing Bruce's answer here. Then, uh, <laughs> so I I 
I will answer this question, but I first want to ask Bruce this question. Mm. So, Bruce, do you think a Christian can also be a Democrat? Um, well, nowadays the term Christian has been so blown open that you have people who are LGBTQ, you have people who are this, people who are that, people who are communists, people who are abortionists, people calling themselves Christians, much like you have the same sorts of people calling themselves Republicans. We call them Republicans in name only. I call these Christians Christian in name only. So yes, you can have people who pretend they're Christian who are Democrats. Can you have real legitimate? Okay, let me answer it another way. Can you have a Catholic who's truly saved? Yes. They, they're few and far between, but I'm sure they are there. I'm sure there are lots. There are several Catholics, I'm sure, who are saved. But why are they still Catholics? Why haven't they woken up yet? Why haven't they come out of that? It's the same thing with Democrats. Why are you supporting a truly evil, evil and wicked organization like the Democrat Party? Why are you still calling yourself one of them when they hate God and everything his word stands for? Why? Mm -hmm. That would be my, my question to any quote-unquote Christian who calls himself a Democrat. Yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, correction on my part. I have a slight, again, this is probably like pre-coffee here. Um, I have a problem in my notes. <laughs> This article that I brought up before about the vaccine mandate is that the vaccine mandate was actually lifted under Eric Adams. Ah. So it's a good thing. It's a good oh. thing. Well, I think, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry if I was wrong before. Um, correction here. Uh, so it's a good thing. And so what I'm saying through that, keep holding his feet to the fire, keep going, saying, okay, let's push even further. Going back. So we go. Switch back, back your brains to what Bruce had said before in his answer. <laughs> uh, decent answer. Good answer. I would say uh, similar. Like, ah, it's a seven out of ten. I'd say <laughs> we'll, we'll go eight point five. Eight point five. <laughs> Why? Thank you. So generous. <laughs> Mine's a seven, but <laughs> no, uh... I haven't rated it yet. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. You rate it. You rate it. Okay. <laughs> I would. I would have to answer this by saying if a person was a Christian and was in the Democratic Party, my first thoughts are this person has to be a very, it has to have a very liberal interpretation of the Bible hmm. or they don't read their Bible at all. Or that person would have to be completely ignorant of the Democratic Party <laughs> and yeah, in, in, first, in first of what they believe, but secondly, of their unwritten agenda. Yeah. So just what they believe on the outside, uh, what they claim to believe, is hard to justify as a Christian. Uh, but then even so, their unwritten agenda of communism, socialism, and basically demonic, uh, the, the complete and total wiping out of yeah. biblical civilization. Yeah, the antithesis of the kingdom of God is exactly. their goal. Yeah. yeah. So... You would have to be ignorant of that. You would have to be ignorant of, first of all, what they believe on the outside, which they, they claim clearly. They, they speak about clearly. So there's no way that you can't know what they, what they believe. But then also, 
their hidden agenda, which is harder to find, but it's still there. But again, you would have to be ignorant of those two things if you were to claim you're a Christian and Democrat. However, the Bible says and, and calls Christians to be wise as serpents. Uh, I bring up Matthew ten sixteen, which says, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. We are to be wise as serpents. Christians who are wise as serpents cannot be ignorant to the agendas and the evil plans of the world around us. Uh, not going to say that it, that necessarily means that they aren't a Christian. But I think it's something that we have to ask. Are you working towards becoming wise? Are you, why are you here? You know, why are you in the Democratic Party? Yeah. So really, my complete answer would have to be a full Christian who knows the word of God fully. Well, not fully, but a, a Christian who reads their Bible and is a Christian in a good church doesn't compromise on unbiblical things. Yeah. Cannot oh. be a Democrat. Yep. Again, like I said in the beginning, he was at an interfaith breakfast. <laughs> so can we really... So we can already see he is kind of already compromised yeah. on some things. Yeah. Or he hasn't. I, I think there could be a statement to say, well, he was under interfaith breakfast. That doesn't mean he believes in the interfaith whatever. Maybe. But we don't know that. Yes. And yeah, I think your statement about talking about compromising this whole way through leads me right into my theological wrap up, which I think is phenomenal. So thanks for that. Yeah, that transition. Awesome. Uh, I see how you snuck in the word compromise a few times just to make what I'm about to say actually make a little bit of sense. So, you know, I really appreciate that. That's awesome. I'll take the compliment, <laughs> but I'm not going to admit that it was, uh, that it was, intentional. uh, intentional. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So when I wrote this, I promise I did this very intentionally and I wrote this in a way that I felt I really believed fit with what Jake said. So here we go. Let's go at it. My, my, I always have like a headline tagline that kind of sets up my whole theological wrap up. My headline today is your worldview of Satan's current status affects where you compromise. Much of our conversation today can be categorized under the heading of at what point is compromise acceptable? Effectively working for the kingdom of God in your lifetime means there will be times when compromise is unavoidable. The overturning of Roe v. Wade is an excellent example of this. Biblically, we shouldn't we we should have installed a law long ago protecting life at any stage. If we weren't a nation under judgment, the lives of unborn children would already be protected on a federal level. And yet, overturning case law precedent that says baby murder is fine is a thing to be celebrated. It's not the end goal, but we've jogged another mile in the right direction. One of the other top issues today, so-called school choice, which I'm very leery of, um, and I believe you should be too, and I'll explain why in a second, is another good example. The idea of civil government footing the bill for anything beyond delegated duties of defense and justice should 
be um, abhorrent to Bible-believing Christians. We should abhor that, let alone education of the next generation. We should immediately see the massive red flags and backpedal so hard we trip over a rock or two in the process. <laughs> uh, and, and yet, we can't deny that done properly, it's a decent step in the right direction. Our goal, however, can't just be the next generation. Yeah. We uh, often... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just no, do it. thought of a really funny analogy, and I have to say it. Do it. You backpedal so hard that you trip over a rock and accidentally fall onto the onto the um, dynamite stick that is blowing up the school. Uh, yeah, right. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I was saying backpedal so hard away from school choice that you trip over a rock. Yeah. 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 Rock or two. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully fall on a dynamite stick that blows it up. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the process. Um, I was, but I was meaning like a, a button to detonate. Not. Oh, what you were running away from. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I get it. That makes a lot of sense. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I we're on the same page. We're on the same yeah, page. Yeah. 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 Same, same. <laughs> um, but what often happens in modern politics, education, and church growth strategies, and I'm talking specifically about Christians in all of these spheres, uh, is that we read things like the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. That's 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4, and we think, oh, Satan's in control, right? He's the God of this world. That's what that verse is talking about. Without reading things like, O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours, the world and all that is in it. You have founded them. Psalm 89, 8 and 11. Or we read through Revelation and walk away believing somehow that Satan has to win first before Christ comes and destroys him in fury along with the rest of the earth. This changes our perspective of the future. It changes how we work. It even changes our definition of the kingdom of God itself, which is a very dangerous place to be. We limit what we believe the results of his kingdom here on earth will be. We constrain what God can do here on earth before Christ returns, relegating it to a few souls collected from each nation. This means modern evangelicals don't work for the future as if we're going to win. They work for whatever allows them to sp spread a milk of the word truncated gospel, which we've talked about so much on the show, to spread that truncated gospel to as many souls as they can. Civil government running the roads in our country isn't such a big deal if we get to use the roads to share the gospel. Civil government funding our children's education isn't so bad since we get to teach them the gospel. I'm talking about school choice here. Since we get to teach them the gospel, and we'll probably all be wiped off this earth in a few years anyways. So whatevs, right? This earth is just a place we have to pass through for a few years before we get to go home, whatever that means. The only thing lasting will be the souls we bring to Christ. So why work for much else, unless it infringes on our ability to bring those souls to Christ? It's this kind of thinking that allows for massive amounts of compromise. And we're seeing that today. Christians who can call themselves um, Democrats, massive amounts of compromise. If all that matters on this earth is getting a few people to pray the sinner's prayer and be baptized, why go to all the trouble of trying to construct an entire society centered around the word of God? In fact, if that happens, we're apparently farther away from Christ coming back. It's better to let Satan have his way as much as possible so that Christ can come back soon. 
you hopefully can see the massive problems with this worldview. It, it's not only depressing, it's completely antithetical to scripture. What is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and all authority and all power and all dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians 1, 19 through 23. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all nations, peoples, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed, Daniel seven thirteen through 14. And finally, then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power for he must reign until he's put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be defeated is death for God has put all things in subjection under his feet. First Corinthians 15, 24 to 27. So hopefully by this point, it's very clear that your view of the future, your view of Satan's current status, is he the God of this world or has he, has he been bound? Like the scripture tells us that view matters greatly and it changes what you're going to work for and where you're willing to compromise so all that to say get your eschatology right because <laughs> that's going to determine how you work for the kingdom of god and how you define what that kingdom is all right well jake any last comments before i wrap it up a comment for the entire show not a comment on what you were saying I Go for it. what you were saying. It was great. Again, I have to apologize for my misinformation above uh, in <laughs> my notes. Uh, again, it's a good thing he got rid of the mandate. He didn't institute a new one. Sorry about that, everybody. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Coffee didn't kick in quick enough. <laughs> you don't want to beat up a guy for no reason. We'll beat him up for a good reason, but not for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So, for all that to say, he's doing something good. Yeah. Let's hope Keep he can. going. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And with that, thank you all so, so much for watching and listening to us today. Don't forget, trdshow.net is the show website. Check us out. We will see you on Wednesday when we go through the next chapter. I believe it's chapter five in the book we're reading this month on the show, Angels and the Architecture. And we're super excited to share that with you. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. 